0: May I invite you now to grab a Bible and open it to the book of Isaiah. Uh, If you're visiting with us, once a month we set aside a time to observe the Lord's Supper, this sacrament um, that I'm sure you've seen before. But uh, really, it's a good Sunday to visit because my sermon is much shorter. Because uh, what we try to do is focus your attention on this, uh, on the sacrament itself. Now, before I read just these, these few verses from Isaiah 25... Um, I I want you to know, there's something really marvelous about these words, that when I read them, things New Testament are going to go off in your head, but these were written 700 years before the New Testament. Uh, When I read to you, swallow up death forever, New Testament stuff's going to pop in your head. Um... But this was written 700 years before that. So follow now as I read just um, four verses from Isaiah chapter 25, beginning at verse 6. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of mara, of aged wine well-refined, And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord we have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Folks, if as I read that, this text sounds familiar, it's because it probably is. I've used it two other times, September and October, and maybe we'll use it one more as the the text for our um, little uh, communion message. And, and I'm doing so intentionally because I think this is one of the richest, most pivotal messianic passages to be found in the Old Testament. Isaiah is predicting things. And in, in its... 700 years before they all take place. So I've pointed you to other things in the text. This morning, I want to use our few minutes together to point you to the location. You will notice in the text that he mentions on this mountain. He mentions it three times. He mentions it in verse 6, he mentions it in verse 7, and he mentions it in verse 10. On this mountain. What mountain? What mountain does he have in, in mind? Well, guys, he, he, that he will tell you that, or it does tell you that, really, or you find out, I guess, in verses 1 and 2. You'll notice in verse 2 that it says, for you have made the city a heap. He's referring to a city. And the city, of course, that God makes a heap, or will make a heap some 200 years later, is, um, is of course, Jerusalem. But Jerusalem is founded upon a hill or a mountain or a a collection of mountains or a clump of mountains. And so that's what he's talking about in verse 6, the city that God is going to destroy. And and you'll notice that he is celebrating, and Isaiah is celebrating the destruction of his own nation. An an event that's going to happen sometime off in the future, he's celebrating that God's going to do that. But he also mentions something else that is going to happen sometime off in the future. And he says it's going to take place on this mountain. This mountain on which Jerusalem is built. You may know that if you were an Old Testament worshiper and you were on your way to the city of Jerusalem to to offer sacrifices at the temple, you would always say that you were going up to Jerusalem because Jerusalem was on a hill. Most cities were, because they were more easily defended. It doesn't matter whether you were coming from the south, north, east, or west. You were always going up to Jerusalem. In fact, we sing a song, or we used to. I'm not sure we sing it anymore. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion. You're marching upward because Jerusalem is on a hill. And if you've ever visited Jerusalem you you'll see that one of the probably the most um, the most coveted tourist site in all of Jerusalem is what's called the Temple Mount it's 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 a series of hills or mountains and so the Isaiah is saying on this collection of mountains some rich history is going to unfold First of all, it's going to be destroyed. But secondly, something else is going to happen on this mountain. God picked this series of mountains, this collection of mountains, to to do some stuff on, lots of stuff. And it it all began back in Genesis 22. Do you remember when Abraham or God tells Abraham to go sacrifice his son, his only son? in the land of Moriah, and the text says, on the mountain which I will show you. Well, in this little clump of mountains that's being mentioned here in Isaiah 25, that's where Abraham took his son Isaac. And uh, in the same mountain, um, Solomon built the first temple. You know that. In fact, the site was selected by his father David, after that ugly episode where David's pride got the best of him, in that census, do you remember that? So as a result of that ugly census thing, David selects this mountain and Solomon. It's, it's, it's this mountain. And not only that, um, hundreds of years later on this mountain, it, it was given another name. The name was Calvary. Because, because on this mountain, there stood three crosses, and the middle one um, hung the, the Son of God, who became a curse for men. And you see, on this mountain is where sorrow and love once flowed mingled down. It was on this mountain where steadfast love and faithfulness met. It was on this mountain where righteousness and peace kissed each other. The mountain that Isaiah is mentioning here, at this spot, on this mountain, Earth and heaven came into this brief, mysterious union where heaven met earth on this mountain. But really, guys, that's not exactly what I want you to see. What I want you to see is that our text interprets for you what will take place on this mountain Isaiah is predicting the destruction of Jerusalem, but he's also predicting that something else would, will take place on this mountain. And he, he tells you how to understand what took place on that mountain. Look at it. He says that on this mountain, someday off in the future, he, this mysterious he, he, Is going to swallow up death forever. So, on this very historic clump of mountains, there's this other thing that's going to take place on this mountain. Oh, a lot's already taken place. Oh, yeah, Abraham, Solomon's Temple, you know, yeah. But you see, it's going to be on this mountain where death is going to be swallowed up. Forever. Ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want that truth one day. You better take note of that truth. This one right here. You're going to want it. Because it's going to become the pillow on which you lay your head as you take your final breaths. Death. Death. Swallowed up forever. Taking place on this mountain. There's there's more. He says that on this mountain is the place where the Lord God will wipe away all tears. You know, folks, we live in a place where there are many tears. But there is another place off in the distance... where there will be no more tears as a result of the events that take place on this mountain. And then there's one other thing. He says that on this mountain, the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. Reproach. That's a, that's a word we don't use much. Shame, um, embarrassment, defilement. I, I, I guess all of that's lumped into this word reproach. But all that reproach is going to be taken away by the event that occurs. On this mountain, here, located in this historic clump of mountains, something's going to take place that's going to swallow up death, wipe away tears, and take away reproach. Now, ladies and gentlemen, It is all of that that is represented and commemorated in this sacrament. Do you want to know what it is that swallowed up death and wiped away tears and took away reproach and it took place on that mountain? Well, it's being represented right here in this sacramental event. Because in this event, what we're representing is broken body shed blood. An event where a body was broken and blood was shed and it all took place on that mountain. And as a result of that event, death is swallowed up forever are wiped away from all faces. And the reproach, the reproach of his people is taken away. So my brother and sister in Christ, let me invite you. Come join us as we remember the event that did all of that that took place on that mountain. Our Father, would you remind your people this morning that what we're doing is not some kind of empty um, church ritual, but it is a vital piece of symbolism that reminds us of something that is at the heartbeat of all of Christendom and that being the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ. It is here, O God, that we find promises of a swallowed-up death, of tears wiped away, and reproach being removed. All because Jesus Christ shed his blood for his people. Might that be a sweet reminder for your people that though life is chaotic and life is fractured and difficult now, that one day all of that will change as a result of what Jesus Christ accomplished for us. We pray it, of course, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.